Preface of Limanora, The Island of Progress by Godfrey Swevin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirk Ziegler, Lake Placid, Florida. Limanora, The Island of Progress by Godfrey Swevin. Preface it was long before our strange guest could be induced to continue his narrative he had seemed to hesitate as he approached the close of his sojourn in the outer islets of the archipelago he several times postponed the story of his exit from it in the projectile and for months he left his history hanging in the air and the strange coffin in which he had been confined executing his parabola from his yacht there was some excuse for his delay for the winter had fled, and the birds and the flowering trees around us gloried again in song and color. He grew restless as the days lengthened, and could not bear to settle in our shelter by the fjord. All that we saw of him for months was his occasional flight from precipice to precipice above the somber green of the bush. It was as easy for him to flit from knoll to knoll as it was for us to leap a ditch he had regained his old bird-like gait that to us was noiseless what he fed on came to be a puzzle for he seldom joined us now in our meals and the old semi-transparency came into his face weeks and weeks together none of us would see him where he went we knew not nor had we the heart to follow him and trace his whereabouts now and again he would join one or another of us at our work and indicate the direction in which we should tunnel or dig for the richer layers of wash dirt his instinctive sense of the presence of gold beneath the surface of the earth seemed to us in our blind groping miraculous we never found him mistaken in his indications but we felt it a kind of desecration to ask him to condescend to such base and trivial pursuits as the research for wealth at times his absence was so prolonged that we thought he had vanished back to the ring of mist whence he had come but a great storm always brought him to our huts again the summer waned into autumn and the days began to narrow down blasts from the south grew keener and his flight from us was more circumscribed we saw him almost daily when the winter nights began he gave himself up again to memory he drew towards us in sympathy, and there were, in his narrative, fewer and fewer reserves. His English became fuller and more exact, though time and again he stumbled over thoughts too subtle to transfuse into so rough and materialistic a language. Our own interpretations of his descriptions must often have been mistaken, we are certain, and many passages we have had to omit because of manifest ambiguity or mistiness of expression. Godfrey Swevin End of Preface